Fucking go Leafs go. Yay. Hello. Hey. How are you? I'm okay. <laughs> kind of. I don't know. I just watched a really emotional video, so we'll, we'll get into that. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're, you're not doing too well, aren't um, you? But we are doing a different setup right now. Yeah, we got uh, two microphones set up. This is the farthest away from you I am. I don't know if I like it because you're not really facing me, so... Actually, yeah, I thought Wait about a that second. when I was... You got another arm? It came with the arm. Oh. Your microphone comes with a better arm than mine, actually. I see. So my setup is like this weird like singer thing microphone yeah Um, it's actually like it sounds better on the voice um mine is like like for gaming it picks up like bass that's probably why i sound muffled but lily's is really clear has a nice little uh diaphragm or whatever it's called yeah it's got even got a shock mount so if you move it a little bit apparently it won't pick up some of the vibrations oh i literally just tapped it to see if it would so i guess we'll figure it out i think it, (laughs) it, it did show um that's awesome uh and you know what? After the day we had, I kind of wish I was on the couch too. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say. Well, we had a shit. good day. We had hung a great out day with um, Carter and Liv, and yeah. we also met Bella and Willow. <laughs> oh my God, Bella was the s- sweetest dog. Yeah. Oh my she God, was... she just kept. She does that thing that I do to you, <laughs> where I just like bash my. I like. She like comes at speed. Yeah, and, and rammed her head, rammed into her head you. against you. Like, pet me, please. That's the cutest thing. Or, like, not even, like, rams her head in you, but she comes towards you with le- while her head is, like, leaning on you. Oh, my God, like, yeah. Like, she just goes straight She's like, into like, hello. You. Yeah. Hello. It did not bother me <laughs> at all. It was so cute. Liv was trying to convince us that it gets annoying a lot. <laughs> Small sample size, I guess. Yeah. Um, you know what was weird, actually, that I picked up on uh, was that, um, you know, I, I call him Carter. Right. Yeah. And I and everybody we know calls him Carter. And like, like, funnily enough. Uh, no, um, I think they call him Andrew. No, but see, see, that's the thing. Liv was calling him Andrew. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's your name. <laughs> I forgot because, you know, like it wasn't first of all, it was nice to go outside today because I'm usually at home. I've been playing Ghost of Tsushima. I finally. And it was a very it. nice day. Okay, It wasn't as sunny as it's been for the past few days, but it was yeah. just as hot. It was like 26, 27 degrees. It was degrees. 27 degrees in my car. No, but the reason why I brought this up is because I, if I'm at home, I'm typically playing Warzone. And uh, lately I've been playing Warzone with uh, my friend Ty, who is a new listener who Ooh. loves our podcast. So I wanted hey, to give him a shout out. Shout out. <laughs> and he also has his own podcast, One Ill Radio, yes. um, where he mixes his own stuff and it's awesome. Um, I play a lot of his, uh, like he, years ago, right? I think it was like at a wedding we were at. Yeah. I played yeah. his music. It was, it was awesome. It was a great time. Yeah. Don't mind me. Keep talking while I, uh, <laughs> You're setting up the candle. That's going to make me sneeze, candle. I think. No, I think it should clear up the air. Um, um, I got some housekeeping. So while you, uh, do that, I'll talk about some of the, some of the cool stuff. Sure. Um, firstly, uh, you know, um, sorry, can I just add that, like, being away from you, I feel like I'm talking like a podcaster. Ooh. <laughs> um, like, I feel like we're talking as if I, you know, don't I think you got to get closer to the mic. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Sorry, I just, like, burnt myself. But, um, <laughs> sorry, go on. I was going to say, there's a few things uh, that are awesome uh, that have happened. And to be honest, I... I uh, already forgot some of them. Okay. But most importantly, this is the eve of the Leafs playoffs. 
Uh-huh. One of the more excited times that I... Or one of the more... Um, yeah, the more excited I am um, for Leafs playoffs because this is the year that uh, they're expected not to disappoint because they actually have home ice. They're actually a better team. All the stats and models say that they're a better team. So I'm excited. And, um, you know, since the Leafs last played, which was like last Friday was their last game. Yes. And their first playoff game is going to be six days later, which is tomorrow. Uh, so one more sleep into the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Game one against the Montreal Canadiens. And since that time, uh, today actually, or was it yesterday? Yesterday or earlier today, I forget, was the uh, was the last um, game between the the Calgary Flames and the Vancouver Canucks delayed because the Canucks had a ser- like a crazy outbreak of, of COVID. Mm-hmm. So the season officially ended um, today. And uh, Austin Matthews had secured... I mean, Brock Besser would have had to score about 19 goals to catch up to Austin. (laughs) But Austin Matthews secured uh, the Maurice Rocket Richard Trophy for most goals in an NHL season. Yep. First Maple Leaf to ever do it. That's awesome. Uh, First Leaf in a long time, if ever, to actually win an individual scoring award. award. I feel like had it been like a full season he may not have not won i mean he was on pace to make 50 last year but even then like i think he would have won this year even if it was a full season if it was a full season yeah because mm-hmm. he's scoring at a rate that we haven't seen since i think mario lemieux like 30 years ago right um interesting he scored 41 goals in 52 games if that extrapolated over a full season that was like 60 goals i guess That's but crazy. i find that you know Full season also opens him up to injuries that have happened in the past. Well, see, that's right? the thing. He was in, like, I read an athletic article and he got injured this year. He right. couldn't even hold a stick properly. So so there was, like, a, a solid, like, 10, 20 games where he just had to, like, on the power play when the Leafs, or the Leafs have a terrible power play now, but on the power play, they put him in a, in a, um, in the net front rather than on the shooter's spot. Right. So he was tipping goals. And, he, and causing deflections and, and mucking it up net front. That's This guy just finds ways to score, which mm-hmm. is like the Leafs actually have a special player. And I've said it before, but I'm, I'm like, I, I think it's more confirmed now that Austin Matthews will go down in history as the greatest Maple Leaf player, the most talented uh, player in Leafs history. Let's just hope he stays. <laughs> I think he stays. I think because what do they say? Oh, he's going to go sign in Arizona. Apparently. Uh, yeah. Why not? Because they might not even exist by the time his contract's over. What do you mean? They, uh, there's a lot going on. They actually had to forfeit their first round pick this year because of some shady stuff. Um, they have what? ownership issues. They might not even. Oh. They might sell the team. They might move to Houston. Who knows? But That's wild. Austin loves Toronto. He keeps saying he loves Toronto. He he's such a city guy. Yeah, you love That's Toronto until you know you don't have the opportunity to win the cup and then well luckily and that's the thing that's actually going to segue into my next point uh about some of the cool stuff uh going on is that i really like the management and the leadership in the toronto maple leafs because since the end of the season a few things have come up um your allergies are really oh my god (laughs) that doesn't help i'm not gonna lie to you you want me to blow it out no no keep it okay um this is an article from May 17th. This was on Monday. Leafs announce updates to the player development department. I know. I know. This uh, Don't tune out. This is this is actually great news. Everybody knows about Haley Wickenheiser, right? Yes. Uh, 
MD now, by the way. I was going to say, <laughs> call her Dr. Haley Wickenheiser. She's awesome. Okay, yeah. a little background. Haley Wickenheiser is the greatest Canadian women's hockey player, I think. Uh, she captained a few of our teams, uh, the Team Canada Women's at the Olympics. You know, won loads of golds. If it wasn't a gold, it was a silver. Um, she's awesome. Mm-hmm. And what I know about women's hockey players is that they, professional women's hockey players, they don't get the credit they deserve and certainly don't get paid the, the way they deserve to be paid. And so she's a mom. Mm-hmm. She had to take time away from being a mom to be a professional hockey player. Not a professional hockey player, sorry. A, an amateur hockey player at the highest skill level ever, which is in the Olympics, best on best world tournaments. And she wasn't making a living. And all of this time working, being a professional hockey player, being a mom, she uh, also found time to go to school. And right now she's like in her in a residency, right? Uh, I'm not too yeah. Uh yeah. If she's like she she's done med school and then now she's just doing her residency. I How about think. this? I'll read the article because okay. this is awesome. Sure. The Toronto Maple Leafs announced on Monday, uh, May seventeenth, that the hockey club has elevated Dr. Haley Wickenheiser. By the way, on top of all of that, she was also um a uh a special skills coach for the Toronto Maple Leafs, mm-hmm. by the way. So she was working with the players uh, hands-on. Yes. But uh, they elevated her. Doc- <laughs> this is what the article says. Elevated Dr. Haley Wickenheiser. That's awesome. To the role That's so of, cool. <laughs> right? To the role of Senior Director of Player Development and hired Danielle Goyette as the club's Director of Player Development. More on Danielle Goyette in a second, but she was also uh, a teammate of Dr. Haley Wickenheiser on Team Canada Women's in the 2014 team and the 2010 team. Yeah. Maple Leafs player development consultant Daryl Belfry and Belfry Hockey Inc. will oversee the technical development of the club's players and staff, while Will Sibley has been promoted to Director of Development Operations and Analysis. Dr. Wickenheiser, <laughs> this is such a great... Right? No, I'm, I'm saying that's awesome. <laughs> Dr. Wickenheiser joined the Maple Leafs organization on August 23rd, 2018 as Assistant Director of Player Development. She has worked with players throughout the Maple Leafs development program since joining the club with a focus on prospects based in Western Canada, while also completing her education at the University of Calgary's Cummings School of Medicine in 2021. Isn't that crazy? Mm-hmm. Goyette. Joins the Maple Leafs after serving as head coach of the University of Calgary's Dinos women's hockey program since 2007, capturing the CIS championship in 2012. Goyette has also served as an assistant coach of Canada's national women's hockey team on three occasions, winning a gold medal at the 2014 Olympics in Sochi and the 2012 Women's World Championships in Burlington, Vermont, while adding a silver medal at the 2013 World's Championships in Ottawa. The Saint-Nazaire... Quebec native, is a member of the Hockey Hall of Fame and IIHF Hall of Fame after a 16-year career representing Canada. She is a two-time Olympic champion in 02 and 06 and captured a silver medal in 98 and served as Canada's flag bearer at the 06 Olympics in Turing. Goyette won eight world championships for Canada and scored the gold medal-winning goal in 92, 94, and 98. Imagine scoring. Sydney Crosby is known as the golden goal scorer. Yeah. She scored three. Yeah. <laughs> um, she was named to the Order of Hockey in Canada in 2018. Uh, and then a, a little bit more about uh, 
Daryl Belfry and uh, and Will Sibley uh, towards the end there. But amazing news. Um, I think the Leafs have always led when it comes to inclusion, equity, um, sort of like the social social values that we believe in, and that's why I I love being a fan of the Maple Leafs. Yes, even and though they've you know. No, I mean like I still feel like when it comes to things like Black Lives Matter, uh, like those yeah, that was and disappointing, stuff, wasn't it? Um, not just, they're still not, the leaders. It's no, just like kind of like, winning a slow way race, like, right? <laughs> It's it's the league in general that's uh, behind on that, but yeah. I always thought that the Leafs would be like the one to kind of stick up for, for like things that matter, right? Um, because it's not like one of those things where you would get charged for, like you know the, the whole comment with um, yeah with uh, on what's his name on uh, the head of player safety. Oh yeah, uh, Tom Wilson Peros, and the New York Rangers right? whole thing. Uh, yeah, yeah, but. Uh, like, this is an actual, like, human rights issue. Um, so the fact that they didn't speak out on it and the fact that, like, Tyler Sagan, out of all people, yeah. like, kneeled down um, when people like the Leafs didn't. Not going to name names because, you know, can't yeah. blame them. But I also do blame you. <laughs> and you know what? I Some part of me thinks that things would have been different if uh, Wayne Simmons was on the team last year rather than this year. But it shouldn't take that, right? It shouldn't take that, because... I know, but... You shouldn't have to, like, it shouldn't, it shouldn't have to be, like, in your backyard for it to matter to you. You should just know right. what's right and wrong. So, I'm not going to take that as an excuse. But, um, Matt, yeah, you're right. It could possibly be very well different. It just, I just don't think that's an excuse for it to be. Uh, I, You fun. know what? I'm not defending the guys, and you have a point. Um, I just think they still are the leaders, um, yeah. however low the bar is. Now, here's something that might... Uh, um, here's something that's really cool. I sent this to you on Instagram, but this is a news from today as well. Okay. Um, literally posted at 646. So we were already out of the house mm-hmm. by this time. I remember I got the notification in line at, uh, at Dairy Cream. At Dairy Cream. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Maple Leafs unveil management and coaching development program. Here's the article. In line with its commitment to advance diversity and inclusion and to help eliminate barriers within the game of hockey. The Toronto Maple Leafs launched today the club's new management and coaching development program. Commencing for the 2021 to 2022 season, this program will provide full-time one-year paid contract positions with within the Maple Leafs management team and coaching staff, respectively, to black or indigenous candidates or those who identify as part of another marginalized and or racialized group and looking to gain exposure in a professional sports organization. And the first paragraph, uh, that's awesome. First of all, paid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's so big. Like, I'm tired of these big companies worth billions saying unpaid. Like, you're gotta, you got to make so many sacrifices if you want to be exposed to something like, uh, to gain exposure and gain experience, right? Yeah. Which typically limits people that are part of the marginalized or racialized groups because they can't afford to take on and waste their time on unpaid internships so this is huge and that they're doing this specifically for these groups i think that's awesome yeah and i think it you know um it's opening up opportunities for like spaces of inclusivity right exactly Um, and representation because representation matters especially in the game of hockey which is 
so white it blinds me <laughs> <laughs> the primary goal of this recurring annual oh so it's every year this is great uh the primary goal of this recurring annual employment program is to provide two individuals the opportunity and training to forge their own careers in hockey the program will provide valuable professional hockey front office and coaching experience increase the candidate's social capital within the broader hockey community as well as infuse a fresh perspective within the Maple Leafs organization. I think that's really nice, too. They, the Leafs see this as a benefit to them as well. Can I apply? Which is great. <laughs> yeah, why not? Um, the club seek two individuals with any level of experience in sport who exemplify a passion and dedication to growth within the game of hockey. I have none, but that's any that falls under any, any level. Any <laughs> counts. Quote, as a team, we're very excited to introduce this new development program said Toronto Maple Leafs president and alternate governor, Brendan Shanahan. We understand and embrace the responsibility we have to increase the equity, diversity, and inclusion within the game of hockey and our community. And I commend Kyle Dubas for taking charge of this initiative. It's one that I know our organization as a whole stands behind. New quote, this program is a positive step towards creating more opportunity on the coaching and management side. But we know we have a long way to go to eliminate all barriers within this game, said General Manager Kyle Dubas. To make as lasting of an impact as possible and to help affect change, we felt it was vital for this to be an annual program that provides a full-time wage and a full-time opportunity within our management team and coaching staff throughout the organization. The goal of this program is to prepare successful candidates for a long-term, for a future long-term role within our organization or within professional sports, where they can take their learned experiences to set themselves up for a great career doing something that they love. I'm thankful for MLSC's support and commitment to develop future leaders in sport. Diversity fuels performance, said Kim Davis, NHL Senior Executive Vice President of Social Impact and Growth. The Toronto Maple Leafs are a storied franchise with rich history and deep traditions, and yet they recognize that their future success will come as a result of progressive leadership that welcomes new perspectives, faces, voices and experiences in determining what that future looks like within the management program the successful candidate will spend time throughout the season with mentors from the front office management team including team president brendan shanahan general manager kyle dubas and members of the scouting staff and business management team in the coaching department are you just reading or you yeah, like want to actually it. just like talk about it <laughs> in the coaching program on and off ice mentorship opportunities will be provided by head coach sheldon keith and his staff the club's player development staff, the organization's ECHL and AHL coaching staffs, and various other leaders within the hockey program. I love the sound of this. It's not even like that. They just made a program where you can go spend time at the building mm-hmm. and like just kind of sit there and like, hey, intern, you know, like, well, you got any ideas? And then you say what's on your mind and they don't really listen. You're actually speaking with with Dubis and, and Shani. And, and that goes back to what I was saying about like, you know, we were talking about Austin Matthews saying, staying. Mm-hmm. The team is like, not only are they successful now, they've been building uh, to this kind of success and, uh, and, and to this level of, of ability. And they're set up for the future as well. And because Brendan Shanahan and Kyle Dubson, they're, they're so good. And it's because Larry Tannenbaum and MLSC kind of let them do whatever they want, just like how they let Masai Ujiri um and uh webster do whatever is it webster i forget and buddy gm of the raptors do whatever they get to do 
Um, I love this. So I wanted to start with that because I think it's important to to mention just kind of the strides that uh, the Leafs are are doing. They're trying, to, and my selfish brain is thinking they're doing all of this good juju to like <laughs> to prepare them for the playoffs in a way. Just wipe all the bad Ballard years and Con Smythe years out of the history. Wash away that bad karma. Yeah, like I think it's one of those things where. I don't know. I mean, I'm just a cynical person. <laughs> I know. I just think I maybe there it's more like reactive rather than proactive. Um, and I say that yes, in the hockey world, sure they're like the the starters of it. Yeah. But this is nothing new, right? Um, it it's something that's needed to be done for a long time now. Um, and I think to even go a step further, like I think they've they've started out great where they've added women in hockey. So now people yeah. of color is the next step. But, you know, it's just one of those things where it's just like this. It's almost where it's like it shouldn't be applauded for. But I understand I get what you're that. saying. You know, like. I get what you're saying, but it's like someone's got to do it. Someone's got to no, take and, that and first that's, step. That's, that's completely like I get it. And yeah. I think I think for you as a diehard Leafs fan, um, it, it's great to know that like your team's doing it. Right. Yeah. Um, it's a win. Yeah. It is. It, a win. it is a win. I'll, I'll give it that. I yeah. just mean like it. Just for me, it's always just like do better. <laughs> yeah. Look, we gotta celebrate these wins because they ultimately would not have happened. That's how stubborn and shitty and and old white man's club. And then that's this where hockey world is. And that's you know what? That's the reality of the yeah. the hockey world. I'm not gonna say that it's it's not that. Like you know you know how stubborn hockey people are like people that are associated with the game of hockey is that they looked at Cal Dubison as an outsider. They were like, look at this kid, fresh faced, you know, wearing glasses, fucking nerd with his analytics. They're like, this guy doesn't know hockey. He assembled a great team. But if, when you think about, they only, they only see Cal Dubas as like, he was 28 when he was hired by the Leafs. Yeah. He was like thir- young, early, very early thirties, young, young GM by the time he took over. I think he was like 31 or 32. 31 or 32 when he took over the GM of, of one of the most uh, valuable, storied, and historic hockey clubs in the, the world. original six. And they looked at him and they were like, ugh, this guy doesn't know anything. All, you know, the outsider. Like, he's not part of the boy old boys club. But when you think of Kyle Dubas's, Kyle Dubas is the first to, to address this too. He, you know, his whole life has been hockey. His, uh, his grandparents own the Sault Ste. Marie Greyhounds, mm-hmm. and he's been in uh, a part of their uh, club for a long time. He was the equipment manager and the bottle guy, and then he eventually became the, uh, the GM. When he was like in his 20s, early 20s, he was the GM of the Sault Ste. Marie Greyhounds of the Ontario Hockey League. Right. So he's, he's part of that old boys club too. You know, but they just, yeah. they just looked at, he just looks different age wise. It's just in ages. No, cute. and that's, that's fine. I'm, right? I'm just saying like, I don't know. Like, I think it's like an, it's time for like no excuses, but yeah. I, I understand. Yeah. I completely it should understand. be. I agree. And, with and, you. and you know what? Like I, I will say like, congrats at least for like doing that and like taking that step. I just want to see it. I just wish it's like not two positions. I just wish it's one of those things where it's like, you know, they'll do it because that's what you should be doing but right. i understand like they're gonna make it like they're opening up these two positions so that they for sure have yeah like these people oh yeah it, right and it's paid like that's huge yeah, yeah. no it's fine <laughs> but, but anyways, um yeah as a result of that truly um and and it's not just because i'm a fan of the team but like good luck in the playoffs 
game one, Montreal versus Toronto, uh, a, a rivalry that's as old as the league itself, um, over 103 years old. Um, and they haven't had a playoff series in like 30 years. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Um, it's awesome. So yeah. go Leafs. Go Leafs, go. And if they win, then we can finally get married this year. Do you want to, <laughs> before the Leafs start, we should have done this before playoffs started, which was on Monday, but or like earlier. It was on Sunday, Saturday, right? When playoffs started for yeah. the American teams. We should have done like a bracket, but screw the bracket. Who do you think is going to win the cup? I I I can't give you a fair answer if I'm going to be completely honest because I haven't really not watching been, this year. Are you? I haven't watching this year, but I've also not watched any American teams. <laughs> yeah. So. Oh my god! Yeah. I do not know any other division other than the North. <laughs> which, the North. Yeah, which are like weird divisions anyway. So I, <laughs> I honestly can't give you a fair answer. Um, fair. Yeah, that's I'm going to leave it at that. I know who you're going to pick. So Colorado Avalanche. Yeah? Okay. <laughs> Nazem Kadri, it's his time. Yeah, because, I mean, Bozak already got his when he left. Yep. So now it's... uh And wait, no. JVR didn't get his yet. No, he didn't even make the playoffs this oh, year. No, he didn't. So we'll see. We shall see. <laughs> um, A positivity thing on my end. I finally Let's have one it. today. So while I was emotional in the beginning of this podcast recording was because I just finished watching um, a video of a mother successfully giving birth um, to a baby uh, off the side of the 407. <laughs> Insane. Yeah, it, 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 it literally just popped up on my Instagram feed from Six Buzz and... Like, the title obviously grabs you, but they actually have, like, video clips of this happening. So, I guess this couple was, um, like, recording their um, birthing process. and Yeah, actually, that's... Okay, so let me How explain. did they have the camera on? Yeah, so what <laughs> happened was... Uh, I actually watched, like, the news clip video of it so I could get, like, more insight. Um, the Her water broke. And then the father rec- was recording it, saying, like, oh, we're about to have our baby. Like, you know, we're excited. <laughs> you just trying to vlog it but first. But she, she's like, yeah, my water broke. She's like, I'm going to go shower. Like, I'm not, like, he's just like, what? Like, you don't want to go now? <laughs> and she's just like, no, nah, I'm going to go shower and stuff. And he's just like, I think we should go. Like, they kind of made it like a vlogging experience. So it seems like they're vlogging, right? Okay. Um, so she goes and showers and whatever. And then they're on their way. Like, they're in the car and they're on their way to the hospital. They're in Whitby, by the way. So their, oh. their hospital is, uh, I guess, I'm assuming 20 minutes out. And then like 11 minutes away, um, she's like, ah, uh, it's coming. And he's like, <laughs> he's like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Like the actual like um, video is him vlogging. And he's like, yeah, okay. He's like, he push. thought it was, he thought, was tapping. Like, well, he thought, <laughs> she thought that like, um, or he thought that she was just saying like, yeah, like this baby's coming. Right. But he didn't yeah. think that it was coming. And she's just, like screaming and she's like, ah, like I can't hold it. And he's like, oh, fuck. (laughs) (laughs) And then, then I think it's like, uh, flight or fight mode, right? Like you you just have to do it and go. And at at this point he just had no choice. He had to fight. Like you got to do it. So he immediately calls like the midwife on the phone while simultaneously calling. Was that the midwife or it's uh, like 911 or something? No, so he initially called the midwife 
and then he calls 911. Oh. So, like, if you watch the full, like, news clip, you'll see. But um, she's just like, it's coming, it's coming. So the midwife is trying to guide her through it, saying, like, take deep breaths, like, um, give yourself as much space as possible. Yeah. He's still driving, by the way. So he pulls. <laughs> Once he hears that she needs to push, like, she's like, she's like, I feel the head. He's like, ah, oh, shit. And, like, he pulls yeah, that over. W- yeah. Once um, I, I saw that part where she's like, the head is out or something. The head like, is coming. The head he's, is coming, he's like, yeah. Fucking, he yeets to the right lane <laughs> yeah. over the so he shoulder. Pulls over and then he like grabs he does that her. Really aggressive because he's driving a pickup truck, so the yeah. he, it's got a column shifter. He just fucking cranks that r- up yeah. to park. <laughs> <laughs> he does. He barely checks to see oncoming traffic yeah. behind him on his left. And yeah. it's funny because like while he's going into the back to get her like blankets and stuff, um, the nine one one operator's just like, "Hey, nine one one," and she's just like, "I'm having a baby on the four oh seven and then she's just like, "Um, let me transfer you to ambulance." <laughs> like, oh my god! So she had to actually respond, and then when they transferred her to ambulance, the her husband responds and says, "Like, uh, we need some like assistance off the side of the highway." But while they're talking, she's just like, "It's coming, it's coming," and then she gives birth, like full on gives birth, um, Insane. and pulls pulls the baby out from under her and then puts the baby on her chest and the midwife is like talking her through it saying like okay don't don't press on anything um hold her to your chest um and then they ask her like is the baby crying um and they're like waiting they're like no not yet and then like a good 10 seconds later um she the baby cries um, yeah and then you that, can just hear the sigh of relief they're like i got emotional watching yeah, that because I, like, I was also i was, I was riveted up. yeah and then uh they were i, I didn't even because i'm i'm dumb i've never had a kid right i've never seen anybody have a kid um and i was i didn't clue in until they said baby's not crying yet or like the ambulance was asking if the baby was crying yeah. they said no yeah. i'm like why like for a split second i'm like why is that important but then yeah. i'm like oh fuck yeah. like so and as soon as the baby did cry it was when i like i got kind of emotional yeah, I'm like, I got holy emotional, shit like that was right? such a relief i know well like it was emotional just watching the parents go through this and then like the fact that like you hear the baby cry you're like oh shit like that's <laughs> of relief and then as they hear the baby cry like the operator is like oh is this your is this your first baby and she's like no third but then you hear in the operator's voice like a sigh of relief almost yeah they're like, like okay good they like, kind of oh, know okay what to do. so like you kind of know what you're doing that's funny but, yeah because like, once they said it was their third i'm like oh so like yeah you had that but like still off the side of the highway i know but like also the stakes are, are not as and like, i kind of judged the father a little bit based on some of the things that he was doing i don't know what he did that he yanked her at, at the beginning of the the video but yeah. i think maybe it was just like one of those things where he was startled and went just like didn't know what to do i, um, I would have been but like they were extremely calm yeah. like given the circumstances all, that they yeah, were all in, things considered i was they gonna say were they were so like, really calm. calm she's literally like talking to the operator they're like are you okay and she's like i'm fine like, <laughs> it, it, but it was just so so cool to see like with all the things going on like in today's world like it's kind of just nice to see some little bit of of happiness um, so congratulations yeah. to the, the new parents and congratulations to the, the couple family. out in Whitby or whatever. Yeah, uh, um, I'm sure born. that it seems like that video was only posted a few hours ago, so I'm sure it'll circulate over um, tomorrow. Yeah, six buzz is fucking quick on that, huh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, we uh, we spent about 31 minutes talking oh, about positivity. The, Isn't that great? Well, okay. I mean, I read two whole articles. Yeah, so. I was gonna say, I was like, I kind of um, fell asleep for that. And part. also, looks like Winnipeg is taking Game One over Connor McDavid and oh, the Edmonton shit. Oilers. Four one. Four one. Game one. 
Ooh. And oh, look at that. Winnipeg got their shit kicked in too, but Hellebuck. I feel bad. Playoffs are all about whose goalie is the best. You know, you're you're as far like that's why Anderson kept choking in Game Sevens. The Leafs never made it because even though they they kept playing and dominating at five on five. Or I whatever, mean, it was four one for us too. So. <laughs> oh, you're talking about 2013, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah, that's James Reimer for you. Yeah. Actually, wow. the Leafs didn't even deserve to be there. Let's be honest. Yeah, James Rummer held them there. Yeah, James Rummer dragged them to the playoffs, and but he got tired. He faced like forty-five shots a game. Why wouldn't tired. he be though? Right? Exactly. So if the team wasn't gonna hold him, but anyway, that's I'm, not here. Yeah. I'm not trying to go back to fucking an, eight years ago or <laughs> yeah. whatever it was. Um, but yeah, like we'll see how the playoffs go. This um, is awesome. McDavid's probably going back to his back to the locker room. Like fuck. <laughs> I like feel, that video okay. of him in the, in, in the OHL. See, this is where it's like, how long will a player stay in the... the um, well, okay. A generational player, like, no, stay in right. the team. you're right. Look, we're seeing with Jack Eichel. Right. Jack Eichel's asked for a trade, I think. Well, I mean, apparently he hasn't. He's but not every, even His just whole language is like, I just want to play hockey wherever he's, that might be. He's very, like, almost, like, condescending about it. Jack? Yeah. Yeah. Um, like his tone is just like, I'm just here so I don't get fun. Like, well, you know what I no, mean? there was a huge story <laughs> that broke uh, about like, uh, basically the whole thing is that he was injured all year and uh, he wasn't allowed to take uh, or to get a second opinion from, uh, from external uh, doctors or whatever. Right. So somebody in the zoom call or whatever, uh, you know how like players do zoom calls now at the end of the season. Mm-hmm. So one of the reporters were like, Hey, Hey, Jack Eichel, what do you think of, like, where you're not allowed to go seek outside uh, counsel or outside opinion? Because it's, like, your body, you get to decide, right? Yeah. And Jack Eichel's like, Jack Eichel's like, you think, right? But it doesn't work like that. You know, I've got a contract <laughs> with the Buffalo Sabres. I can't, you know, I'd like to go. Yeah. So it, it was so, like, revealing about how toxic it's... the Sabres were. And, and Carter and I were talking about it. Like, I think Jack Eichel's had enough. Connor McDavid, this is, like, his first playoffs. Or right? second playoff second, in like six think. years with the team. And Austin Matthews has made the playoffs every year. Yeah. So, you know, um, I think Austin might give the Leafs a little bit more re- leash. Connor McDavid's getting paid a healthy $12.5 million to put up with it. But also, guy loves to win. <laughs> but that's what I mean, right? He can only do so much. Exactly. He, only, he already just carries 105 the team. points in 56 games he's something else like i can't and that's what i mean uh, like insane you can want as much money as like you know you're given fine yeah but is it worth giving up what you worked for your entire life yeah right yeah like he's there he's, for he will life. get that money he'll get that bag regardless of where he is oh but yeah especially when he wins that cup so he can go somewhere for i like what 11 11 and a half mil if you even want to go that far yeah and make that all back no problem he's a canadian generational player come on he's a like of course yeah. he's gonna make that back so i don't know once and honestly, in a generation player it's he's he might make more on a u.s team right that's the thing uh, i don't think so not unless he plays for new york but otherwise he's not making oh la New York or LA. Otherwise, he's not making a shit. But New York already has Panarin. 
but they are like i mean like in terms of like a cap, uh, like his salary like dude twice. they i'm telling you They'll the gap even though mcdavid gets paid 12 and a half million and panarin gets paid 12 million the gap between like value wise to a team you need like you need 10 panarins to equal a mcdavid i'm telling <laughs> no, you i'm yeah, serious yeah. no I'm, I'm not I'm not saying it's i just insane. mean like like they just like financially can't do it <laughs> yeah oh yeah yeah, yeah. Um, um but that's what i'm saying is like i mean seattle seattle kraken <laughs> they uh i don't know if, if they're rich enough i don't know uh, yeah, seattle also so. like we don't know about Wait, who's their a, okay no, you know what? we'll talk about free agency later yeah we'll talk about, about we're, this is a rabbit hole but yeah, good thinking this is some good content yeah. <laughs> for some this is my this is what it would sound like if i actually had a hockey podcast <laughs> if you were talking yeah because i guess you're set up on your own thing as opposed to like sharing your microphone so this might be a yeah. weird way um story time Yes, please. Okay, and then we're gonna go to sleep. But we gotta wrap this up quick. Oh my god, eleven forty-two right now. (laughs) So, am I the asshole for telling my friend he shouldn't go through with his wedding? Oh, Carter, did you write this in? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Fuck you. (laughs) That's actually. uh, Don't you want my answer beforehand? Sure. I'm not gonna. I can't give an answer. Okay. Because that could be like that's one of those headlines that you know how like a lot of the headlines uh, of these. Am I the asshole stories are always like pretty fucking obvious, I guess. Like, yeah. am yeah. I the asshole for telling my friend not to murder somebody? Yeah. <laughs> am I this the one... asshole for standing up to a racist? It's like, yeah. no. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, let's just, let's just dig in. Um, my friend is getting married this weekend and we took the full week uh, off to go out of town and celebrate. We were hanging out last night, just me, him, and a couple other old friends. He said he was getting cold feet and he wasn't sh- and wasn't sure he would proceed. Ugh. Um, to make a long story short, we talked about it and he said that he thought she was the most beautiful woman in the world, so he wanted to marry her. The others present said, you want to marry her? Great. That's what's happening now. I kind of pressed on because he seemed uncertain and I said, great, she's beautiful. What else? And he couldn't actually name anything concrete besides that they'd been been together long enough um, that they had to get married. So then when he started to get worried again, I said, look, maybe this is not the one. If you can't think of a single other reason to do this, then maybe you're doing you and her a disservice and you should hold off unless you can think of something other. Unless you can think of some other reasons, I wouldn't do it. Party fizzled pretty quickly from there, and a few people who were present uh, for the discussion shot me texts afterwards saying I was an asshole for doing that, that everyone feels that way before the big day, and that it wasn't my place to say anything because whether or not he should or shouldn't be doing this, this is now, it's too late. The general consensus uh, was that I had widely overstepped my bounds in a way that made me an asshole because no one expected to no one is expected to give a real answer to that type of question. I'm feeling mm. really badly about it because uh, I thought I had his best interest in mind. Last thing uh, I want was to do the opposite, especially as an invited guest and a friend. Am I the asshole? Oh, that's see, his heart, I think, was in the right place. But you don't do that, though, right? <laughs> I don't know. Am I tripping? It. It's tricky. Right? <laughs> like, that's something that that should have come up much earlier, I think. But but I think, well, I think I the, mean, the boys had a point, is that if it came up that late, it's just literally like... But is it, though? Is it a routine thing? I don't know. I've never gotten... Because... We... 
we haven't gotten close to our wedding date yet. <laughs> this sucks. Well, okay, fine. So I'm going to ask you. This is why I'm literally going to I'm going to text you the day of. Are we still on for today? Like, <laughs> Yo, that wedding like, still going together? <laughs> so do you like me or what? <laughs> no, but do you like like me? Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't think it's ever like too soon or too close to the wedding date to ask that question. Yeah, but it's And like... I say that because if you are good friends with someone and yeah. you know them you should want the best for them right right why would you make them go they haven't gone through with the wedding yet why would you want to go through everything of uh, paying for a wedding which i'm sure okay at that time maybe it's already paid for no, sure but you're talking now then you're introducing the legalese of it all right no i'm just like and you want to go through all that yeah, you want to get married and then have to go through a divorce, but what if you yeah. can save your friend and their fiance like heartbreak? Um, if that he knows that it's not fair. So a part of me thinks it's like no, he's not an asshole for doing that because yeah. I can understand where he's coming from. I as don't a think he's an asshole either, but I think he's totally a like I now let's let's cuz we don't know the the nuance of like everybody's relationship, all the boys that were there right, and stuff, but right. like were the boys there trying to have a good time and thought, yo, this guy's a, a buzzkill? Okay, so... Or do they might, like, possibly know him better, like, know the, the groom better than This OP, is where, like, I right? think, um, like, even with you, like, I just ask, like, guys don't get into we don't, well, conversations about relationships well, often. Well, not guys you know, because you know me, and I don't ever <laughs> get into those conversations. But I mean, like, just as a general thing, like, when you hang out with your boys, like, individually or as a group, the last thing you're going to talk about is, like, your relationship. Yeah, yeah, you might talk about, like, your girlfriend, like, how she annoys you or how much you love her, but you're not going to talk about, like, your feelings. <laughs> yeah. Like, if you can't talk to me or, like, you know... I talk to you about my feelings. Or a therapist about it, then why do I think you'd talk to, like... I talked to about you it. about my feelings. Yes and no. I just have a very good life. <laughs> <laughs> I think you you can be very... Um, what's the word? I like to say you have rose-colored glasses on. What do you mean? I just think you see life differently than I do. <laughs> oh, oh, I thought you meant like like on a specific like subject or something. No, just like just life, but like relationships in general. Like I think you're the type to, you know, want to have a perfect relationship where we don't fight. Um, oh. So when we do fight, it it bothers you to a point where it's like, you know, um, like that's something wrong. And like right. you, you just want to like not, you'd want to not do that, and you want to like not fight. But it's like that's that's life, you know. Like for me, it's like realistic, but for you, it's like no. I I don't care. Okay, I'm I'm explaining this really horribly, <laughs> but that's what I mean. Like I don't think guys are talking about that. So I feel like the friends that told him that he was an asshole were the ones that are uncomfortable with talking about their feelings Yeah, like they just, I feel like they just wanted to have a good time. Right. Like, hey, you're killing the mood. Yeah, maybe, you know what? It is uncomfortable because, you know, you're out, you're out celebrating his soon-to-be marriage, right? But at the same time, it's like, okay, maybe, maybe OP should have, like, stepped aside, like, pulled him aside and been like, yo, buddy, like, are you sure you want to do this? 
Because another viewpoint for me is, like, you only can say that that she's the most beautiful girl. Like, there's nothing else you can add to that. Is it because, A, you're too embarrassed and you don't want to talk about it with your friends because you don't talk about it, which is fine. Yeah. Then just say that. Or, B, you actually cannot think of anything else and you're only doing it out of, like, comfort and things. Because it, it said that they were together a long time. So, I don't know. Like, I ask you all the time, are you marrying me for for the um, easiness of it? Uh, of the familiarity of it? Listen, I'm going to set the record straight. E- like, it's it's crazy that, like, the ease of our relationship is actually a part of it. But it's not because of the ease of our relationship. But, I like, I'll, I'll put it this way. Since we got engaged... And the fact that, uh, you know, we, we moved in here to my parents' home uh, and I'm, I'm like seeing, I'm seeing like kind of glimpses of how our married life is going to be and how our life is going to be interacting with my parents and, and with your family and things like that. And the way that my parents accept you as a daughter of theirs, like, man, I fucking love it. And I think I'm more in love with you now than before we got engaged. It just got better and better. And so, like, and and I never had doubts, but it's just like, shit, it just reaffirms everything. Yeah, It's like if getting engaged was like placing a bet, (laughs) which it shouldn't be, but like it's what it was. Yeah, no, I just mean like, but doesn't that kind of like add to more of your comfort? And this is why Why I I want to challenge you sometimes because... Life is never going to be comfortable, for me at least. It's yeah, never but, comfortable. but I so- worry, and <laughs> I worry that sometimes when you say you're, or like you're saying you're challenging me, funny. That's like, you know, I feel like a lot of that is unnecessary. It's fucking useless. Yeah, not Why, right. And it's because you have yeah. this like you are you are looking through through life in the, with the opposite of rose colored glasses. Yes, like you expect things to go wrong that you're like making it. Uh, a fucking what is that called like a you're making it happen in some ways you're, you're the catalyst of of bad shit happening because you kind of you want that challenge you're I like spiral yes it's not the spiraling it's like uh it's a uh, fuck there's a term for it it's yeah like, I, I know what you're talking about right I, but I, like you you and then and are you doing that because you you kind of want to be like see i told you so by no, the end of, of it or not. that like your suspicions were correct the whole time when will it take for you to be like wow this is good when you died and you look back at your life going like, hmm, it wasn't so bad after all. I think we all. just have opposite. We just have very, <laughs> and I think this will like continue on like a next podcast, but I just mean like we're, we're on like extremes. Like I'm very extreme. pessimistic. I'm a, we're, it's literally if a dog and a cat yes. were together all the time. Cause I'm happy. Look, because my life has been good and I find ways to kind of muck out and grind it out and figure out a way to win. I always do. Yes. And sometimes it's like, for me, it's like, okay, but I just want to prepare you for when you may not win because yeah, that's I know, the but reality. When of have it. I not fucking won? And, and, and similarly, when gonna... <laughs> I, similarly, when will you ever win? Because you're kind of putting yourself in a self-fulfilling prophecy where you, you yes. maybe at times you're not putting in the full effort that you need to be, yeah, whether I it's agree. at work or here or, or wherever. Yeah. It's a self-fulfilling prophecy. It is in some ways. Yeah. Um, so we both have shit to work on. We do. <laughs> I need to fail is what you're trying to tell me. And to I do. need to succeed, but I need a push. You need to believe you can succeed. 
Okay, baby. That's the. <laughs> I was literally the cha- the third chapter of my self help book that I wrote. You wrote a self help book. Believe in you can achieve. This <laughs> 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 is so fucking stupid. Um, sorry. Anything else? Uh, no. So, what did you think? Was, was oh, he an asshole? OG? I agreed with you. Like, I don't think okay. he's an asshole. I think. Uh, I think the timing is just kind of off. Yeah. It's it ruined the mood certainly. I feel like yeah. it's a conversation that should have come up earlier. Did were the boys always just yes, yes, yes the whole fucking time? I feel like you they're know? not necessarily yes, 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 but it's just like the uncomfortableness of like talking about it. And general. I mean well, I mean like throughout yeah. the relationship did OP kind of just think yes, 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 oh they're great. Like no one thought to check in. Yeah. Right? Um and and oh. why did did groom never feel the need to to assess over and over and over? Clarification again? in case anyone was wondering, everyone was sober. So this could also be like a thing because people are thinking like, oh, is it like liquid courage that like made you like talk about it? More oh, or so like something. Um, um, I've said this before, man, a relationship not working out, whether it's it, it never worked out from the beginning or it, it, you know, they got married, had kids and ultimately didn't work out when it ends. It's for the best. Always. If it's not meant to work out. I mean, agree. It, no, I don't agree with that, and I'll tell you why I don't agree with it, because it's, like, it's, life sucks, and it's complicated, and I think relationships can end, but people, like, there's still love there. Like, I think we talked about this before. Oh, no, see, I'm talking about when there's no love, or when there's love lost. I think when it ends, it's usually a good thing. Because yeah. when a when a relationship works out, it works out. It's like that Louis C.K. bit. Yeah. The relationships that were supposed to work out and they're so madly in like love a and they don't work isn't a and they divorce. Thing. Yeah. That happens zero percent of the time. Because that they get divorced when they're fully in love, right? Yeah. No, but I think like happy people can get divorced, and I think also sad people can get divorced. It, it's. It's not as black and white. You're so pessimistic. No. It's insane. <laughs> when they're not meant to work out, they're not meant to work out, hon. No, and I agree. I agree <laughs> You're like, to oh, an happy ex- people can get divorced. The fuck? I agree to an extent. <laughs> I agree to an extent because I've realized, like, being, like, grown up, grown up quotations, um, and being engaged and, like, preparing ourselves for marriage, and I've seen different types of marriages and relationships especially ones that are close close to me um it's complicated it's very complicated see no but they're not i'm sorry to say they're not meant to work out which is my point you're saying you agree to an extent my extent is that if they if they're fucking happy to be with each other they should be with each other yeah and i think yeah if I they're think not happy, happy people... to be with each other they divorce that's a good thing <laughs> you know? yeah yeah i think it's a good thing yeah. I'm just saying it's not it's not always the case. I think it has been the case. Okay. We can agree to a disagree. But anyways, I don't we're know running how... out of time. We've Whatever. got four <laughs> minutes to post this. <laughs> and um, I gotta do the editing too. Yeah. Thank you and good night. <laughs> we love you guys. Bye. Hi, Tyler. <laughs>